and I'm joined by Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. And Kathmandu is upbeat despite COVID. Kia ora, Tiamani. Yes, the outdoor clothing and equipment retailer, now called KMD Brands, has posted a 40% drop in its full-year profit. That's largely because of COVID-19 disruptions. Well, profit for the year ended July was $36.8 million. Operating earnings were down 12%, although the company had record revenue levels. Its inventory levels were higher as it looked to offset supply challenges, and its costs were also up. Chief Financial Officer Chris Kinraid says the Kathmandu and Rip Curl brands helped sales growth, but its footwear brand, Oboes, was a COVID casualty. Oboes wholesale and online sales were heavily impacted by the three-month closure of factories in Vietnam, as well as international freight delays. Despite record demand for its products, Oboes was unable to fulfil approximately 40% of customer orders in FY22. Factories resumed full production in quarter three, and sales growth resumed in Q4 as inventory levels recovered. Gross margin decreased by 200 basis points due to international freight costs, more than offsetting mixed improvement from growth in direct-to-consumer online sales. Operating expenses have been carefully managed, while we continue to invest and support the brand momentum. Forward wholesale orders into FY23 support the path to our US $100 million medium-term revenue target. That's KMD Brands Chief Financial Officer Chris Kinraid. And the company says it's off to a better start this year as international travel restrictions and trade disruptions ease. The transport company Move Logistics has walked away from a deal to buy Fluidex Transport as the sellers look to change the terms of the transaction. Last month, Move agreed to a deal to buy the bulk liquids and dry powder transport firm for $15.2 million. However, in a brief statement to the stock exchange this morning, Move says it's uh, terminated the deal. Executive Director Chris Dunphy says Fluidex wanted to change the commercial terms of the transaction, and that was unacceptable. He says it's quite clear what the company was trying to do. Jack put the price up, and uh, that's just something we're and and. You know, get uh, get a deal that was uh, you know far less favourable to us in terms of settlement terms. So again, we've we've got to do smart deals for our shareholders, and uh, you know, transactions that that get done for reasons other than absolute commercial pragmatism aren't going to wash with us. And Chris Dunphy says Move was going to focus on organic growth, but it will still be keeping an eye out for potential acquisitions. A spokesperson for Fluidex says they're not in a position to respond, as the business's owner, Tony Galbraith, is away. As financial markets brace for more potential fallout later this week from a U.S. Federal Reserve rate decision that comes on Thursday morning our time, uh, there's also a prediction that major trading in economic regions around the world are diverging. Northern Hemisphere Western-style economies have fared worse from inflation and have been forced to take more drastic action through big rate rises. That differs from what's happening in Asia in particular. Well, the chief economist at ACY Securities, Clifford Bennett, says three distinct regions are emerging, the Americas, Europe and Asia. Asia is going to be insulated, and particularly as Japan comes out of a long period of economic subsidence, if you like. We're going to see a firmer growth path for the Asian region than we will see in the United States and Europe. So Asia has come of age. Strong intra-regional trade uh, has been dominant, growing at 20, 25% at times in Asia. Asia is now a mature, self-driving economic region in its own right. 
less dependent than it once was on the US and Europe. They're all still very interdependent, but less so. And I see Asia being buffered really from the headwinds that we're going to see in the United States and Europe. So I'm recommending really portfolios shift towards the Asian economic region. That's Clifford Bennett of ACY Securities. Well, luxury goods are showing themselves to be resistant to inflation. That's battering major economies around the world. High-end car maker Ferrari recently reported record quarterly profits and uh, raised its forecast for the year. As it sold more vehicles and customers were willing to fork out more for personalised features. Meanwhile, Unilever Prestige, a multinational consumer good company, uh, has a premium product division and it posted double-digit growth in the first half of the year. Its chief executive, Vasiliki Petro, says even when times are tough, people want to access luxuries. Whether that's a lipstick or a skincare cream or an amazing hair product, people continue to date, they continue to interview, they continue to socially engage. And it's really important to feel good, look good. Uh, Beauty is always connected to confidence, to self-esteem, but really also to wellness, especially after COVID. There is such a straight line into how people feel. And uh, I think this is really what underpins the kind of resiliency of beauty to any kind of economic turbulence. That's Vasiliki Petro. I'm not quite sure I'm in the same league as the chief executive of Unilever. Never mind. Let's have a look at how the markets are performing. Malika King from Craig's Investment Partners joins me now. Kia to you, Malika. Kia Giles. Have you felt the need to go and splurge on a little luxury or two? Oh, you'd never find me doing that. If steam is to the end, that's what you want from a fund manager. How are the markets looking? Um, hey, look, we've had a good start to the day. We're up um, 0.36% at 1, 11,574 points on the NZX50. Just looking at the top 10, Auckland Airport's up 4 cents at 7.70. A2 Milk's up 7 cents at 6.22. Contacts are uh, sorry, down two cents at seven eighty three. Fish and Pohu Healthcare's at one cent at nineteen fifty one. Fletcher Buildings up seven cents at five thirty three. Infratil's up four cents at nine dollars fourteen and a half. Main Freight's up eighteen cents at seventy one dollars sixty eight. Meridian's flat at five dollars ten. Ryman's down nine cents at eight ninety six. And Spark is up seven cents at five dollars ten. What's it looking like in Australia? Yeah, a good start to the day there as well. They're actually up 1.24% on the All Lords at 7,035 points, um, much in part to the commodities uh, stocks. So we've seen BHP up 69.5 cents at $38.50 um, and Rio up $1.46 at 93.85. What's the New Zealand dollar looking like? We're buying 59.68 US cents, 88.51 Australian, 52.1 pence, 59.4 Euro cents, 85.37 yen and 4.17 yuan. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. NITO bank bills are at 3.695%, the five-year swaps at 4.22% and the 10-year is at 4.172%. Brent crude's $94.81 US a barrel and spot gold's $1,678 US an ounce. 
Thank you very much. Malika King from Craig's Investment Partners. One other item of business news this lunch hour. Rural service provider PGT Wrightson says the outlook for the sector is positive heading into spring following wet winter. In its annual report, it says soil moisture levels are currently raging between normal uh, to well above normal across much of the country, and that should be positive for the sector. It says inflation pressures will add to on-farm costs and are expected to be offset by rising food prices. It says economic indicators for the local agricultural sector are positive, although it's just a shade too early to provide any earnings guidance. We'll update the business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint, but for now money.